Welcome to Pass the Mic. Welcome, guys. If you haven't heard our intro episode, go check that out. I'm Anarima. I am Diera. And I'm Allie. And this is Pass the, the Mic. mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so our first creative of color for um, that we're featuring for this week is Ravina. Yes. That was Ravina. Um, she is an Indian American R&B singer, and you can find her on Spotify and Instagram. Kind of moves us into the conversation we're going to have today about being a creative of color, which we all identify as. Yes, yep. yes, yes. And the experiences that we have against the social norms that we have to face. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess to kick off this episode, I think it's really important to acknowledge that we're all creatives of color. Yes, we are. Um, but also very different, yeah. um, both in our creativity and our color. And um, if y'all did not listen to our first, you know, teaser episode, mm-hmm. um, I identify as an Asian Pacific Islander American artist um, and I'm fully within that spectrum. So my mom is Asian and my dad is Pacific Islander. And so that makes me right down the middle, more (laughs) or less. Not really. We can go into that later. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm black and black, which makes me black. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Both my um, parents are black American. So I am thus black American and I'm also very, very queer, which I think should be noted, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to creating and creativity within a queer lens, because come on, guys, we just have to make it gay. <laughs> like, we have to. It's canonically so, gay. It just has to be. So, yeah, that's, that's Always my own. <laughs> yeah, um, I identify as Indian American. Both my parents are from India, and a lot of my identity is based off of being Indian, and I think there's a lot of aspects of that that clash with kind of the western norms that we Mm. face in art um, especially really in dance um, like Mm. not having a ballet background but having a Bharatanatyam background which like is not seen as much like as legit as a ballet background but if you compare the dances there's a lot that's actually similar between the two and like I'm still very strong because of what I do Mm. Um, side note the first like actual school of theater was founded in india nice and nobody knows that like yeah. that's so true nobody knows <laughs> that, that. So like in all of our curriculum at least for me so very true. western very you know european based um yes but you know we 
have a global theater yeah. at our hands that we just don't want to open up or um, like be accustomed to. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite directors, her name is Ava DuVernay, and I like give great credit uh, to yes, I give Queen. Great, yes, truly. I give great credit to her for finding like cinematographers who can show like people of color like in the just they look just magnificent and beautiful. I think her like the cinematographer that she works with a lot. His name is Bradford Young, I believe. Um, but he's like great, and he's just showing like people of color in these, like, of all shades, like in this great light. Yeah. Um, Same with Barry Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. Moonlight. Oh my goodness. And if Beale Street could talk, if you guys haven't seen that, I still literally, I still haven't seen it. Um, I still need to see it. So it's good. Literally, <laughs> we should go. Let's go. Bye. We're done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's our episode. Yeah. No, that I feel like. Um, I watched it recently and it's still, you know, imprinted in my memory just because mm-hmm. it was so vibrant and it like mm-hmm. showcased both sides of um, the spectrum of being black, mm-hmm. um, both the discrimination, but also the love. And mm-hmm. so um, it was a really beautiful, well depicted movie, I think. Yeah. Um, I think we don't get to the love a lot when we like have yes, stories. Of yes. Yes. No. Not just black people, just people of color in general. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so down and out. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, that's part of our um existence mm-hmm. in some space. But like, we have so much love for each other, mm-hmm. and we don't get right. to see that as people of color depicted. And it's like so sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I just saw the show last night called Ink, and it's by Camille Brown. And what is what she said after the show? It's basically about the black experience, but it was this show of fully black cast, all these amazing dancers, and she was like in one of the scenes it was these two men who were kind of like stereotyped as thugs and they mm-hmm. were kind of fighting through that and fighting mm-hmm. through that stigma and she was like in most shows people they turn away from each other and like people expect to like lose someone else but like mm-hmm. I wanted that to not happen and I wanted to show how much love we have for each other in this community like our community is so strong mm-hmm. so they are brothers forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. and I thought it was just so beautiful yeah I mean going off of that with if Beale Street could talk um what i appreciated really was the fact that you know they were not shy about these moments you Mm -hmm. know which made them you know grandiose in its Mm -hmm. simplicity and i think like yeah we don't we don't get enough of the love Mm -hmm. but also we don't get enough of the i guess the reality of hate that Mm -hmm. goes on Mm -hmm. like i feel like Mm -hmm. and and especially just with with the barry jenkins movies or in, in any kind of movie film that depicts like the person of color experiences like it's showing this person who's going through a very similar experience as a lot of audience members are probably going through mm-hmm. but on top of that they have to fight that experience with their identity and yeah. it's like how does our identity yeah. intersect with our struggle yeah. exactly. and then add to it so like exactly. in, if Bill Street could talk it's like these black black uh, lovers who want to love each other so much but are you know participants in a system that doesn't let that be a reality for bla- yeah. for black people yeah i i think it's crazy like when you, you when you talk about like intersection and like all your identities um it's like which one i remember from uh what is that movie called uh pitch perfect oh it's just so funny it was pitch perfect it was like i think it was like the third one and it was one scene and like esther dean who plays like the black girl she's like a lesbian she was like no i'm black i'm gay and i'm a woman and, and like when you think about all those things like how those intersect mm-hmm. because 
and I don't I don't like to take the like okay I'm, I'm disenfranchised like I understand that I already understand that there are things like systems working against me that I can't necessarily like just be like hey system get out the way <laughs> like I get that yeah. but at the same time like I think what I'm trying to do now especially now that I've accepted that I'm gay which is that's a whole another story but um I think I'm just trying to melt like mold all those together so that they're like amal- an amalgamation of like just my best mm, self mm-hmm. instead of being like oh my god i'm black and i'm queer and i'm a woman oh my god like i want to be like no i'm fucking black queer and i'm a woman like that's who mm-hmm, i am like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i feel like intersectionality is also just a huge just yeah. huge an artist yeah. itself like so yes. much of that intersectionality is like funneled into what we do and yeah like, yep. into what we want yep. to do and into the impact we want to make on people yeah so then it's like do you do you think that we can separate an art from the artist? Okay, I think about this a lot, like all the time, just also being an acting mm-hmm. major and like knowing that I'm going to be going into the world soon and like what does that mean? Like as a young Asian woman going out into Hollywood, like that terrifies me um, in more ways than one. And I always talk about this, like my identity being this double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. In that, like, you know, like, I am so honored, you know, to play these roles that, um, you know, inform my identity and lend itself to my identity as an Asian Pacific Islander woman. Um, And I'm happy to play those roles and uphold those roles um, if I were given the opportunity. But then at the same time, I also don't want to just be seen Mm -hmm. as an Mm -hmm. Asian Pacific Islander woman like I want to be able to play roles that Mm -hmm. doesn't revolve around my identity because I'm more than just that and I think that's where writing comes in so like Mm -hmm. I that's another reason why I wanted to be a writer because obviously we need to highlight roles for like women of color but at the same time we have to we have to normalize being someone of color and that sounds like so like just like archaic and like antiquated but like it's crazy how just being a person of color is like oh this is a rat this is radical because it's a movie with people of color in it Mm. like it's 2019 but if you look at all the the ratings for these movies like the movies with fully people of color cast are doing so much better now like crazy rich asians black panther yeah Mm -hmm. i was just nominated for oscar yeah Yeah. like people are craving to see more representation like yeah. everyone is I yeah think. yeah i think it's also just like being authentic on screen exactly. being yeah. authentic in your art because exactly. like it's honestly like it's just whitewashing has become like this yeah. trope that people are just oh like my done with you know mm-hmm. and like um tbt to emma stone's i'm sorry at the golden globes when when sandra oh like called her out for aloha her role in aloha and then you can hear emma stone <laughs> being like I'm sorry in the back and it was just like a during that time when crazy rich Asians did come out I was kind of really trying to understand Mm -hmm. um other people's point of views against the movie Mm -hmm. um and you know they were saying specifically like we should not be highlight like people's argument were that we should not be highlighting the one percent of Singapore Mm -hmm. that is wealthy Mm -hmm. and and just crazy rich because that's not what Singapore or who Singapore really is Mm -hmm. you know and um and so they were talking more about you know the Malaysian people who are seen in the movie as servants and more um of inferior status Mm -hmm. but I don't know I'm just like 
I get that so, argument, yeah. but like, what does it say if we don't put that in? Yeah, in and also, it, you know, that, that means every movie that comes out like needs to have some kind of message like that. And like, if this is a a creative work, then like, let it be a creative work. Like, or like, yeah, like make your own stuff. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> if you want to do a, f- a show about those people, then. And, and and but then at the same time it's also a matter of like the equity yeah. of resources exactly. and like yeah, accessibility yeah. and so I get that but I feel like on that point like what does it say when you know if like if we were to kind of avoid the controversy and having them not be in the movie like wouldn't that just kind of neglect to tell the true story as a whole like I feel like the conversation came up because you know like especially mm-hmm. within the API community colorism is a huge mm-hmm. thing oh. like <laughs> I think across the board. I think across the board. Yeah, across the board. But like, like, there's a hierarchy within the APIA community that is very, you know, what is the word? Uh, Still discriminatory. Yeah, it's very discriminatory and like, if we don't polarizing, if we don't have, if we don't have solidarity with our own people, then there's no way we're going to have solidarity with other people. I think, and I think the like. The most sad part about like colorism is like it it's not something that like originated from like our communities. Now we're taking internalizing something that mm-hmm. was never meant for us to internalize. Yeah. Right. Into okay, you should look like this or sh- you should look like that. Um it's very hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, yeah. I wonder how No, same I mean and I think also what I'm what I'm struggling with is like is my heart in this piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I in this piece? That's a big you know, one. Do I see myself in this That's piece? And I feel one. like that particular struggle is very, very common with just people of color in general because we have to be constantly yeah. in question of our identity in yeah. a very white, predominantly yeah. white world. And yeah. I feel like, um, and, and so I, 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 yeah, I get that. I, I struggle a lot with like, okay, does this art speak to me? Yeah. Which I feel like is a more common problem yeah. among our community just because. <laughs> I mean, it's like a problem in our country just because yeah. we have like three levels. We have like the institutionalized racism. Mm. We have like mm-hmm. personally mediated mm-hmm. racism. And then we have internalized racism, which comes from Ooh, the first two. <laughs> Yeah. I mean. All the races. <laughs> All of them. I mean, the to get to the bottom you get a racism yeah you get a racism. <laughs> one for you and you and you to, it's easy to question yourself when you like can't get to the root of this issue yeah. which is just like at the oh institutional my goodness, level that was me. also like life is too short not to be who you are exactly oh. which is why like i can talk about that you know like you gotta, non-conformity like, <laughs> let's but also, not do like, especially in art you can't you can't um being who you are and being true like to who you to your color and to your identity like mm-hmm. i don't know there's like a sort of power to that in there art. is like because art is just so you know in of itself so ancient and mm-hmm. so primal like mm-hmm. how do you not bring all of yourself to that exactly. i think i think it's extremely important and extremely powerful but also i think it is extremely hard for some people to feel like truthful in what they're doing and portraying and to mm-hmm. live truly it's vulnerable. yeah it's putting your like your story out there for people to see yeah and i think like that's as an actor i think that's something that you have to you you can't be you can't be an actor and not be vulnerable Mm -hmm. literally the dance form that i learned is over two thousand years old and like in the same steps that i'm dancing what is is it called Bharatanatyam. like the storytelling we're telling stories through dance basically and it's all these stories from like hindu mythology and just like stories that have been passed down through 
through so many generations yeah. and you're doing the same exact thing you're harnessing those emotions mm-hmm. that people harness in those days for just everything yeah. it's a tradition yeah it it's an tradition. ancient tradition yeah. like ours very and that doesn't mean you can't sway from that and like mm-hmm. put your own right, touch to right, it right, but right. it's still the same basis and i think that's so awakening like last semester i took my first ever like Afri- Afro-American studies cl- first ever you guys I'm 21 years old <laughs> this is so sad <laughs> no that was me last year Afro-American studies course and so through that like I learned so much about like not my particular history because I still need to like figure out like where I come from because um, I'm black American and y'all know how that went down so anyway um mm-hmm. I still have to like map that out but I learned so much about like the like inception of like africa and before like mm-hmm. colonization and all the crazy stuff and like slavery um within like the americas and like i just felt like this deep connection to like what i was learning for the very first time mm-hmm. and then like within mm-hmm. that i was able to like write and like feel free in art um and make art from that of being mm-hmm. like so like intrinsically happy that and fulfilled that I actually learned something about myself and then on top of that like it just blew my whole world because like I grew up very very Christian and like once you learn about like how Christianity like started within like Africa and how like Mm. it it like um how how colonization came and like Christianity was like here people from Africa Christianity here you go like how that all happened um yeah colonization (laughs) woo just own that i think through mm-hmm. learning debunking all these myths about like what christianity actually is opposed to what like it should be really helped me to like be free and being like yeah i'm black i'm queer it's okay and like then that gives me the freedom to like make stuff based upon those identities mm-hmm. yeah because like i'm not tied down to like what i was already taught yeah see i made it back art is <laughs> acceptance yeah acceptance. and acceptance is like the basis of being you yeah right. you have to like right. accept who you are oh, this is so warm it makes my heart feel good <laughs> it was so liberating liberating the first time when i was like in acting class and i made a mistake and there weren't crazy retributions for it. You know, like I made a choice, it didn't work, and I move on, you know? And mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what life should be for everyone if we're thinking about equity mm-hmm. and like, like. but then at the same time, like there are people who are getting incarcerated just yeah. for, you know, uh, yeah. existing. Existing, yeah, yeah which not isn't even, even make, a mistake. Exactly, but not even a mistake. And it's just, it's so I feel like yeah. art is a safe space in that way and that you can be vulnerable, you yeah. can, like, mess up, you can just totally, you know. When you're talking about people, like, getting incarcerated just for being, that reminded me of a time where, like, me and my friends were, we got pulled over. So we were, like, in Indiana. Oh, gosh. And we were coming I back from, so scared. like, yeah, we were coming back from an event, and, like, we were all, like, um, <coughs> all of us were RAs. So we were all, like, obviously had to do good in school and, like, be um, involved in everything to, like, get an RA position. So we're mm-hmm. all RAs, all black girls, coming back mm. in a car. And, like, um, and so my friend turns, does puts on her signal, everything, does everything fine. And then, like, the police officer is, like, in the left-hand lane. And then, like, he just comes out of nowhere and, like, just pulls us over and we're like wait she's like what did i do wrong what did i do wrong we're like nothing we don't know what you did wrong nothing you did nothing wrong so it comes up the car he's like hello hello hey did you know what you did wrong today and she's like no i'm sorry i don't know and then he's like sitting there for a second and then he was like uh and then my friend in the back was like he's making this up and then he's like oh your tail lights out or something and then i as he's talking 
another police officer like pulls around we're like what is going on like oh, right and so apparently that's protocol um but so that happened he was like yeah your tail lights out blah 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 you need to get that fixed and she was like okay well you know before i came like my parents and i we checked everything out we were fine um it was fine but okay i'll get it checked out so he let us go like without a ticket or anything and so then we left they dropped me off to my dorm they went to their dorm and then they checked they kept checking like the tail light nothing was wrong with the tail light at all wow. and so then her brother is a police officer mm. and so she was like what did what did I do wrong? Because as people of color, we don't ever want to go into a situation and be like, oh yeah, this cop was blah 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 blah. But like she was like, what did I do wrong? Is there anything I did wrong? And he was like, well, I I don't. He was like, no, like from what you're telling me, no, there's nothing that you did wrong. And she was like, well, why did he stop me? And he's like, I can't tell you. And the funny thing was that wasn't even his jurisdiction, <laughs> like where he stopped us at. Mm-hmm. And so, going back off, like it's those experiences like that where it's just like where you're talking about having to work like 10 times as hard to get to this place mm-hmm. and it's just like man you deal with all that stuff but at the same time like i don't i talk about that just to, so people are aware of it and to know that stuff like that happens and it shouldn't but at the same time like i'm not a victim from that mm-hmm. what can i do i can make art make art <laughs> make art out of it you know i think also too sometimes we get stuck into like okay i'm black now i'm just gonna help black artists mm. but no oh, like, so true. like no like i have to help everyone of color because yeah. like okay black people win but what for what like i've never understood that well we're just like i'm just gonna go cool all right that's a wrap guys that's well, a wrap catch you, you next time thanks for listening to our first episode of pass the mic we'll see you next week We'll see you when we see you. Oh, we're not even going to see you.